Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm back with Dickie Bush, an accomplished Miami-based writer, content creator, and educator, and he returns for his third episode with The Blueprint to unveil his five pillars for potent deep work sessions. I love deep work. I really enjoy being completely focused on one task, fully immersed and being ultra productive. And if you crave the satisfaction that comes from being ultra productive and immersed in your work, then this podcast is for you. Today, Dickie details his framework that begins with the night before his deep work session, how he primes those sessions and even the beverages he drinks. This is a fantastic podcast from one of the leaders in creative thinking. Dickie guides us to be more focused and deliberate with every minute we have, keeping an open mind, eliminating distractions, and going back to your goals. And he talks about how this helps create momentum that propels ourselves forward. But before we get started, if you haven't signed up for my newsletter adaptation, you should check it out. Every Friday, I'll email you information and tools curated for people that are sick of average and are looking to be the best version of themselves. If that sounds like you, then you're going to love this newsletter. It's free and it's a time efficient newsletter. So check it out. The link is in the show notes. Now to my conversation with Dickie. So let's lean in and learn from the best. One of the most satisfying things for anybody that does work that they enjoy is deep work. You know, some people call this flow. There's really good work from Amisha Jha's lab that, you know, when you train mindfulness, it prevents task switching, which allows you to really engage in satisfying deep work. There's nothing like finishing one of these two hour sprints and it was just, you were just completely engrossed in it. And you're like, oh, that felt so good. So you've got five productivity pillars for potent deep work sessions. Can you run us through that? And I'd like to talk about this and like how you came up with this talked about a little bit before, but I'd really like to take a deep dive on it. Sure. So I just pulled it up because I keep these lists somewhere else so that I can always look at them when I'm about to dive into this. And it's something that I have to reinforce and remind myself all the time. So the number one thing for me to set up a deep work session is to know the night before exactly what I'm going to work on the next morning. So at the end of every day, I have clearly mapped what I'm going to do during that building time. And then I will brain dump as many bullet points as I can on that idea. So I have somewhere to pick up with momentum the next day. On top of that, I got this from Josh Waitskin in The Art of Learning, that subconscious power of working on that idea overnight, knowing like it's got a little bit of raw material to think about it. I always, always, always wake up the next morning, immediate clarity, some different angle, some different perspective. And I, at first I thought it was a little bit woo woo, but It works for me. And so I make it a point, no matter where I am, what am I going to think about overnight and get all those ideas out of my head? And then it's the subconscious just kind of works on it. This, that usually is either in an Apple note or I'll just pull up, uh, I'll write it in this notebook. And so sometimes I'll just throw that down there. Exactly. Okay. So you brain dump the night before. A lot of things happen when you sleep. This is not woo-woo. You know, your brain does a lot of processing emotionally during REM sleep, very tactical things during slow-wave sleep. So this is a really good thing to do. After you've done that, you wake up in the morning and you do your creative walk. When you say creative walk, do you just let your mind wander? Are you trying to focus or what's happening on those walks? So a couple things will happen. What I'll do is I actually have two cell phones. And this was something I, I recently did. 
this cell phone has all of the things that are extremely distracting. Twitter, Instagram, Slack, email, all of that. This one has notes, maps, and basically allows me to get off the grid while still having the power of a smartphone. So for a while, it's like, I want to be without my phone. But then I'm like, oh, I really like to take notes while I walk. And I really like to be able to go to the beach via Uber. And I really like to be able to listen to something if I want. So I just took my like old phone that was sitting in the back of a drawer and was like 20 bucks a month, visible, got it, cell phone service on there. And so I'll grab this in the morning and I just take copious amounts of notes on this thing. So the really the only thing on here is notes. I'm looking at it right now. Notes, Spotify, weather, Uber, and that's it. And so during those walks, what I'll do is think about what I'm going to continue working on. And so I went to bed thinking about it. I wake up, I'll get those ideas out of my head to continue moving that forward. And so, like I said, on either the treadmill or something like that, just kind of keep pushing it. And then from there, I'll hydrate, caffeinate, and it's three hours broken up into kind of 45 minutes of focus. I'll walk around my apartment, get some sun for five minutes, come back. And if I can knock out at least three or four of those, always shocked at the end of the week how much I was able to get done. And it never feels like a lot in the moment. I want to push pause for a second and invite you to join the next AIM 7 beta cohort. If you're ready to unlock the power of your wearable and take your physical and mental health to the next level, then sign up and join us. These are tight knit cohorts. You get four group Zoom sessions with me and my team, and you get to connect to a community of people that are striving to be the best version of themselves. You can try out AIM 7 for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.aim7.com. All right, now back to my conversation with Dickie. You're an espresso guy. So do you have like a Nespresso machine? So I have an espresso and I know that's kind of one of the things I'm trying to learn more about is the actual craft of espresso and how it's made. And so a lot of espresso zealots are like, you can't be talking about espresso with an espresso machine. I'm like, look, I just don't have the room. Don't be an espresso snob. I know, but but it is it, it is one of those hobbies that once you start to really enjoy a good one, it kind of warps you forever. You're like, ah, this is just this doesn't quite have what the other one had. But yeah, no, the, I'm, totally, uh, I'm totally with espresso you. and water. French press my own coffee at work, and that was kind of my ritual. So there's part of it's a ritualistic thing yes. too. That that's a lot of fun. I'm just I'm just messing with you. I love coffee. I actually stumble upon a new coffee brand recently called purity with that. I really like, what do you use? I have solely been drinking Nespresso's recently just because I actually really like the way that it comes out. I think the foam is good when I'm yeah. at, you know, when I really want to be patient with it, I'll do a nice pour over. But I think that as much as I want to do that every day, I end up just kind of getting antsy and want to just get to work. So I just, Cram the espresso and, and start working. Okay, so you cram your espresso, you have your mountain water, uh, you're still fasted. Then you go into a three-hour block of work made up into 45 minutes of focus sessions. There is like these Ultradian rhythms, these 90-minute cycles mm -hmm. of uh, you know continued alertness followed by periods of time where your brain really does need some relaxation. You seem to kind of broken that in half. You said you use a timer for this. Is this like a, something on your phone? Or do you have like a timer that sits in front of you? I got a little kitchen timer right here. So I just set that to 45 Smart. minutes, set it to 45. So I don't have to be on my phone. And really that 45 minute focus, it's like, I'm really 90. And that 45 is just a check-in like, Hey, are you still working on the thing you said you were going to? 
If so, continue. If not, it's like a it's a it's a break because I will sometimes go down a rabbit hole and instead of the one thing I put to actually work on, it's like 45 minutes went by and here I am like on ChatGPT talking about my personal values when I said I was going to be, you know, writing emails or something like that. So I try to catch myself that it's really a a break stop for me. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Do you take a break between these uh, 90 minute sprints? Do you go outside or? Yeah. So I'm lucky to live in Miami and my balcony in the morning gets a lot of sun. So I'll just go sit out there for a few minutes, drink some more water, think about when I'm coming back. And if I can knock out four of those 45s of two nineties, the rest of the day is just, is just uh, gravy on top. I always, I try to optimize as many days as possible for that. And then not feel guilty if the rest of the day doesn't lead to anything because i know that i can always have that time it gives me a lot of comfort of i know i'm at any point two hours of work away from elite clarity or moving the needle forward and if i had that blocked every day it's like i i live much more stress-free because i know i'm going to be able to tackle those things dicky you're like a lost brother <laughs> i think you're like living my alternate life this is something that i've been working towards if you were to look at my calendar i try to leave out the morning but some of this stuff I think would be really helpful. What is cold turkey? Use that as an internet blocker? Yeah, so I have two kind of tech pieces that really lead to my best deep work. The first is cold turkey. It's an internet blocker. And that is because I've realized I have the willpower of whatever doesn't have a lot of willpower. And so when I try to avoid Twitter or avoid Slack, whatever it is, I just know that I'm going to be able to convince myself that I need to check those for something. So instead, I have it different blocks that block. So I call it builder time. It's literally a timer or a, a blocker that says builder time. I check it on and it's Twitter's gone. Instagram's gone. Slack's gone. Everything. I can't even open it during that amount of time that it's on. And I have realized that that is in a lot of areas of my life, pure, not able to do it in a hard rule against it is much easier than like you could, but you shouldn't, you know, and so that I allows me to, I set that the night before too. So I make sure that that's on. So like when I open my, because nothing throws me off and maybe this is a little bit of fragility, but if my Slack is like the first thing on my computer, when I pull it up, my brain just starts to melt a little bit because all of those open loops just get reopened. So rather I make sure to leave the first thing I'm going to work on the next day on my screen. So it's, all of these things, when they're working together, I know I'm going to end up getting a lot done, right? Each thing kind of builds on its own, like the brain dump, I wake up, I move, then I sit down on my computer and I don't have to close out a bunch of things. It's like, just start getting those ideas down. And then Brain FM is the music I listen to. I really enjoy, it's like a binaural beat. I haven't really done much of the study in it. I know it's kind of a rabbit hole. I just kind of trust and feel that when that starts playing, my brain just goes, okay, we're here for work. Like, let's, let's dig into this. And those are two little like a Pavlovian response. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The ritual of like clicking on that. What'd you say? Have you tried Endel? E-N-D-E-L? Mm -mm, what is that? I see you wearing a smartwatch. What kind of watch is it? Just a Garmin. So I know it works with Apple watch, but it's taking real time biometric data, specifically your heart rate, and it's AI soundscapes. It was the Apple Watch app of the year. Hmm. And um, it's wild stuff. 
I, I I got a message the other day. I'm in the top five percent of all of their users. Wow, uh, they're a huge company, but it's all it's making s- noise sound for. So I go to productivity, and if I need to do deep work, I'll actually put it in a deep work session, and you'll start. It'll make this beat, and the beat is my heart rate, cool. and then it can start moving you, and then I can be like, I want this to be a little more airy, so I'll get the environment right uh, for sleep. You know, that's my, that was my doctoral work was in sleep. And we know that you want to keep a constant tone or, or absolutely no noise. Mm-hmm. And I use their sleep AI thing because it's kind of this melodic thing that kind of goes to sleep. And then it has this very interesting white noise. It's almost like a low rumble hmm. and it's very calming. And my wife and I both go to bed with it every night. And anyways, I think you would find it interesting if it connects with Garmin. It's definitely, I've probably made them thousands and thousands of times. <laughs> I tell everybody about it. It's a wonderful app. This is phenomenal. I really appreciate, you know, your time. You're, you're a very busy person. What I appreciate is that you're bringing, you know, this to our audience, but you're sharing this stuff so freely. So if you're not following Dickie on Twitter, Take five seconds, pause the podcast right now, go follow him. You also have a newsletter. I've signed up for that. If you want to learn how to create, if you want to be a better writer, I want to learn how to write one of these atomic essays. I just started learning about it. So I think it's something to be good for me. I started writing for Inc. about a year ago. And I think this practice would be very helpful. But I'm a big fan. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking time for our audience. And I'm just excited to see where you're going to go. I, I know that you're going to make continue to have a great impact in the lives of folks. And you always have an open door on the blueprint, okay? I appreciate that. And just, it's fun to come on and talk about these things because I am so, I don't talk about them quite as much on Twitter. I've, I've shared so much more on the writing side, but I love to talk all about the health and fitness. But if anyone wants to, I think the most helpful place just to end it on the writing side, they can go to startwritingonline.com, download our ultimate guide that'll help them get started if they're interested in beginning to uh, to share their ideas. And I'd love to read your atomic essays because I think you're sitting on so much uh, information just sharing this delayed residual. Like there's an atomic essay right there. The idea behind the delayed residual, I would love to read something like that. So hope you get up and running with that as well. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. We'll put a link in the show notes for all of this. Go check it out. This is worth a look. I promise you, it's not a waste of time. It's phenomenal resources and information. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Dickie, do me a favor, take a picture of the cover art and share it with a friend and at me and Dickie on either Twitter or Instagram with questions you may have around this productivity protocol. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next show.